Welcome to episode 23 of Shane Talks. This is a super late episode, like a two-week late episode. Like, this episode should have come out on November 27th, and it didn't. Uh, my life got kind of busy. Uh, I did Shane Day, like Shane Day, uh, put up all my Christmas decorations, uh, time just ran out, I slept in on Thanksgiving night and did not go to Best Buy like I thought I was going to. Um, so yeah, this episode did not get recorded on Shane Day. It's, uh, it's December 9th. It's, uh, two weeks almost late from, uh, when I expected to record and put out this episode. So, um, the name of the episode actually doesn't even completely make sense anymore because we've technically now had the 24th Shane Day. Um, the title 23 Shane Days was, uh, we were going to talk about the, uh, first 23 Shane Days before the 24th actually happened. But now the 24th has happened, so this is 23 shame days plus one late day. So, um, I have given Jason the, uh, the night off, uh, to not have to do this episode with me, basically just because it's, uh, really just talking a lot about stuff that matters to me. Although I know that shame day is a day that Jason celebrates, as you can see with the slide that I've got on screen, um, he has for a long time called this Shane Day. He may have honestly been the one to coin the phrase Shane Day. It goes back so far, I can't even remember who gave it that name. It wasn't me, but I wasn't gonna turn the name down when it got, uh, when it got, uh, given to me to call the day after Thanksgiving Shane Day. Um, and in 2011, there's a post from Jason about Happy Shane Day in all caps. Made me really happy. The next year, the 2012, Happy Shane Day, while it sucks to not be downtown tonight, I'm glad we hung out last night. I don't remember what we did that Thanksgiving night, but, um, yeah, we obviously hung out on Thanksgiving night. We probably went shopping or did something together. I might remember when we get to the 2012 slide. Um, 2016, he said another Shane Day that he's working. Um, Jason and I, unfortunately... Since we worked together and it was kind of a holiday for me, I always worked on Thanksgiving and took the day after off. Um, Jason, unfortunately, always seemed to get stuck working on the evening shift uh, the day after Thanksgiving. So um, the last 10 years, we haven't really gotten to go to too many together. Uh, we went to a lot together when we were in our 20s. Uh, unfortunately, the 30s have not been as, uh, as great for us to go to Shane Days together. Um, the last two, couple of years, in 2017, uh, Jason celebrated Shane Day by putting up his Christmas decorations, which is part of my annual tradition every year that I put up my Christmas tree, my outside decorations, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, two years ago, I haven't been to Shane Day in five or six years. I hope it's fun for all who go. Lots of great memories from this day. And then um, Zach and I took a sad picture because uh, we were downtown missing Jason also. I uh, really wished he could have been there with us. And then this year, I hear that we both probably could have uh, pulled it off. It, it still did not end up working, partially because of COVID, partially because I hosted it at home, but Jason still got stuck working somehow. So that was kind of a bummer. Uh, so anyway, we'll get to all of that when we go through year by year. Um, so I'm solo today, but Jason is here in spirit uh, as the person who basically coined the phrase Shane Day. We are, uh, we're gonna start talking, uh, but this is probably gonna be a super short episode, especially since I'm by myself and my throat's already getting dry, so I should probably take a drink of tonight's beer, which is not a Sun King beer, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Let me, let me take a drink of this real quick. 
Oh man. Okay. So for oh, first things first. Uh, I haven't uh, had time to go uh, make a Sun King visit recently. Uh, unfortunately, my life schedule got kind of busy in the last two weeks. Uh, right after Shane Day, ended up helping a buddy with a with a lighting project that took about two weeks for us to finish. So I was working a lot during the day, spending some family time and doing family stuff in the evenings, and just never got around to recording this podcast. Haven't had any free time to go up and uh, and see my Sun King friends. So. I have had a chance to go to cons recently um, and buy some Christmas beers from them, one of them being the Bell's Old Fashioned Holiday Ale, uh, which is, I will read the label, a bourbon barrel aged scotch ale with orange peel and cherry, basically trying to make an old fashioned flavored beer, and they nailed it. Um, this scotch hits you really strong up front, um, to the point that... Um, when I just took that drink, I literally felt like I was drinking an actual old-fashioned alcoholic beverage. Um, but then it kind of mellows out in the back end. It's uh, it's given me a lot of the orange and cherry, like just like a lingering flavor. Um, and it's it, it honestly that citrusy flavor is making me want to take another drink. But I'm probably going to switch over to water, seeing how this is a 10% alcohol beer, and I'm going to be talking a lot uh, for the next few minutes. I apologize for any pauses that happen in this. Usually I try to take my drinks while Jason is talking. So since I'm solo, there's going to be a few chances uh, where you're not going to have anything to hear because it's just going to be me drinking. So I apologize for that. Uh, but anyway, this beer is really good. It's from Bell's up in Michigan. Um, if you like old-fashioned, you'll really like it. If you like scotch, you'll really like it. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's not a bad beer. It's... Um, it's heavy. It, it definitely feels like a, a, a scotch barrel aged beer, uh, or a bourbon, sorry, a bourbon barrel aged scotch ale. It, it hits you really, really strong up front. So good beer. Hopefully, hopefully the next episode, I'll have time to go get us some Sun Kings to drink. Uh, I know their whip, whip blash or whip something is, is out now. That's one of their holiday beers this year. Uh, looking forward to trying that. Another real quick side note that we'll go on since this episode doesn't have a whole lot of content. Uh, if you're not aware, I also run a website called Shane Drinks Beer. And uh, we hit a huge milestone last Saturday. Uh, I actually drove out of town. I went about um, 90 miles away or so uh, to visit a very small brewery called the Norris, Norris English Pub and Brewery. Um, they've been in operation for the last five years. And the only reason that I really know about them and have followed them for the last five years is in 2016, uh, Caitlin bought me a deck of playing cards. It's the Bicycle Series Craft Beer uh, deck of cards. Every one of the, all, all 54 cards, the 52 regular cards and both jokers, have a different brewery on them. So there's 54 breweries on the cards. And on my website, I do my best to go out of my way to find those breweries. Some of them are really common. Um, New Glarus is on there, and even though I've drank a bunch of beers from New Glarus, I've never remembered to take one with the playing card. Um, Bells, I'm pretty sure, was on there as well. It was one of the very earliest cards that I got done. Um, but the only Indiana brewery was this Norris English Pub and Brewery. So in 2016, I liked their Facebook page. I've kept an eye on them for... You know, the last uh, four plus years, and they recently announced that they were going to be closing down. Um, 
I assumed this was a COVID thing, but uh, in my journey to the brewery and hanging out and talking to the uh, owner that night, I found out it has absolutely nothing to do with COVID. Uh, this guy literally just had a five-year plan where he only wanted to brew beer for five years and then he wanted to retire. He uh, apparently had a long career in, in a different field. I didn't find out what it was. But he told me that even if COVID didn't happen and they had their best year ever in 2020, uh, his plan was always to lock the doors in January of 2021. So while I consider that a really bizarre and weird business operating plan, or like he told me they've been super successful, they brewed over 150 different beers in these last five years, he just doesn't want to do it anymore. So again, I find it to be really weird, but uh, that's this guy's plan. So I'm glad I made it out there when I did. Uh, I got to have a, a pretty decent conversation with him, talked a bunch of a beer stuff with him, and, and uh, I ended up trying uh, as beer number 1500 for the website ShaneDrinksBeer.com. Uh, number 1500 was their Pilsner. Um, it was a pretty plain, generic, standard Pilsner. I obviously, or I'm sorry, I I would have expected a little bit more from a five-year Pilsner. Like, this tasted like a, a, a Pilsner from a brewery in its first year. Um, most breweries that I visit that have only been open for less than a year, I always try to give them a second chance and go back uh, whenever I'm back in town or or whenever I have a chance to go visit them again. Uh, just because I feel like the first year of any, uh, you know, microbrewery is, is kind of learning. Because a lot of them start as home brewers, and then you're obviously taking your five-gallon batch and you're making it a very large amount of beer, depending on, you know, what size tanks you get and everything like that. So I always try and, and, and go back, especially if I'm not impressed. There's been very few times that a brewery within its first year has actually impressed me. Uh, and I've, I've always tried to go back to see like what progress they've made, how they've you know evened out their recipes and gotten better flavors and stuff. This, this Pilsner tasted like something that should have been uh, the first year of somebody brewing it, not somebody in their fifth year of brewing. So it was fine. I mean, it tasted like a Pilsner. It wasn't disgusting. I drank it. I enjoyed it. It was a light and refreshing Pilsner. It was a little dry and bitter for me, um, more than I expect from a Pilsner. Um, but obviously it wasn't like IPA levels, because their second beer that I drank while I was there was their IPA, and it tasted exactly like I expected an IPA to taste. It was dry and bitter with not really a whole lot of flavor other than that. Um, but it was fine. Like like I said, it was what I both beers were what I expected from a Pilsner and from an IPA, there was no extra flavor. There was no extra anything put into it. It it tasted like your standard beer for both of those. Um, I did bring home a growler of an Imperial Stout, and it is the exact same way. It tastes exactly like an Imperial Stout should taste. There's no extra bells and whistles. There's no extra flavors. There's nothing in it that makes it above and beyond anything else. It's not extraordinary in any way. Uh, which is kind of how I just feel about all three of their beers. So I'm happy that I went. I'm happy that I got to check this playing card off because that's one of my biggest fears with this bicycle deck is, you know, I'm going to get to a town and I'm going to have a card specific for that town and I'm going to go try to go to one of these small breweries and it is just not going uh, to be open anymore. So hoping that one day I can finish all 54 cards, but until then, I'm, I'm happy I checked off Norris English. It was actually a really nice location. I really liked their brew pub. Um, I it, was, it had a very British feel to it. It was obvious that um, 
the owner at least put in some time and thought into his decorations and uh well then again there was a uh, there was a liverpool scarf in one of the corners and when the owner and i were talking i asked him i said hey so like are you the liverpool fan in the family is that why there's a is there a liverpool uh scarf over there and he was very dismissive and was like oh no i i don't care about soccer that's one of our regulars i just let him put it up and I was like, oh, I mean, okay. I mean, at least at least he let the guy put his scarf up, which is, you know, important to those of us who, you know, uh, follow football and, and have our football uh, affiliations and whatnot. But it was kind of just like, you have this fairly nice English pub feel here. And uh, he, he bragged about their fish and chips, which I obviously will never get a chance to try. But it just kind of was like, oh, you don't care about football at all. That's, that's kind of sad. So anyway... I know I'm I know I'm kind of ragging on him and I'm saying a lot of bad things, but it was a really fun experience. It's out in the middle of nowhere in Liberty, Indiana. Um, took me forever to get there. It uh, I yeah, I probably wouldn't be going back even if they were staying open. But I am happy that I did go. I'm happy that I got beer number fifteen hundred checked off. Uh, for big milestones like that, five hundred. I was in Chicago with my brother. We drank the number one rated beer. It was called Heady Topper at the time. Uh, that's on Beer Advocate. I believe it's fallen to between third and fifth now. Um, but uh, Hetty Topper was the number one beer uh, at the time when I hit 500. So my brother had um, somebody on the East Coast that was able to get him a can of it, got it transported out to Illinois. Him and I shared that beer together for number 500. Um, number 1,000 is, is I'm drawing a blank on it right now. I know I did something special for it, but I can't remember. But so 1500 uh, nice to hit that milestone and uh, do an Indiana brewery, do a brewery that uh, was on a card that was in the deck that my wife got me. So that was, uh, that was a big milestone that I had last Saturday. And yeah, so that was a, a little padding filler right there to try to make this episode a little bit longer. Because uh, now we are going to jump into talking about Shane Day. In the origin of Shane Day. And I have a picture from the very first Shane Day, which was in 1997, um, but I can't find it. I, uh, I I think I know what photo album book it's in, and that book is obviously packed away somewhere that I can't seem to find it. So that's a little disappointing, but the picture is of me and Ryan Van Vels. Um, we're basically doing a selfie because I'm holding a, a old-school film camera out like this, took a picture of him and I walking downtown and the Circle of Lights monument was directly behind us. Also in the picture is a is a shot of a um, uh, a bank sign that gave the temperature and I think it was something like 52 degrees or 47 degrees somewhere around there uh, on that Thanksgiving night in 1997. So 1997 was my uh, senior year of high school. Um, my friend Ryan Van Vels was living in South Carolina at the time. He came home for Thanksgiving, and we ended up getting together Thanksgiving night and hanging out uh, at my parents' house. Uh, I don't, I just hanging out while playing, you know, hockey video games or something like that. Stayed up pretty late, and then he was telling me, "Oh yeah, like Best Buy, they do these big sales on a." on uh, the day after Thanksgiving, and it was my first time ever knowing anything about that. And I was like, oh, are you serious? He's like, yeah, like there's something that he wanted to go get, some electronics that he wanted to go get, and asked me if I was interested in going, and I was like, well, I mean, sure, why not? 
So I think like five or six in the morning, I don't remember. I think we may have slept for a little bit. Five or six in the morning, we, uh, we went to Best Buy. We got in line. Um, we, we did that. I think I bought some CDs or maybe some, some DVDs or something at that point. Uh, actually, DVDs may not even have been a thing at that point. I may have just been buying CDs or something. I don't think DVDs came out for you know a year or two after that. Well, no, DVDs started coming out my senior year of high school because I was working at a computer store and we had a couple of the very first. I, Jerry Maguire was the first DVD I ever bought um, when it came out. Uh, I could have bought the very first release of Jurassic Park on DVD, but I didn't, and then it got pulled, and that was one of my biggest regrets in life was never buying that, but that's... Side story. Back to Thanksgiving of 97. So we did the Best Buy thing. That was my first time ever doing that. Um, but then throughout the day we were hanging out and he mentioned or it, it, it might have just been a random thing that we ended up downtown. And I don't know if we actually knew the lighting was happening that night or not. Um, again, it's been a long time. My memory back then is pretty fuzzy. But uh, I do know that the day after Thanksgiving him and I ended up down there. And we got to see the tree lighting. And I was like, oh, like, that's really cool. Like, Christmas has always been a super important thing to me when I was growing up. I love Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, you know, I grew up watching Home Alone and Home Alone 2, and I'm obsessed with those films. Ooh. But, um, so we, uh, we ended up down there again. I can't remember if it was on purpose or if we just went down there to go shopping some more and then the tree lighting happened and we were down there, but that just stuck in my head. And the next year, uh, I took a couple years off from Best Buy because I, I just didn't have the, the friend group that did that yet. Um, in the, in November of 98, I ended up going down there with um, an ex-girlfriend of mine from high school. We were just hanging out at that point in time. And she was, like, really interested in it. And I was like, oh, like, I went and did that last year. Like, I'll totally go and do that with you. Like, that's cool. So her and I ended up going down there in 98. Um, 99 should have been Jason had just recently started dating um, a girl and she had a couple of friends, and I believe 99 was the year that we all went down as a group really early together. Because, yeah, Jason should have just started dating her, I think. November of 99 sounds right for them to start dating, because they were already dating by the time we were filming Consternate in 2000. So it had to have been November of 99, I think. It may not, 99 may not have been, 2000 may have been, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure who I went down there with in 99. It may have actually been, it may have been, because 2000 was an election year. Yeah, 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 so that's, that's definitely right. Jason, Jason and his ex uh, got together in 2000. So, that's really weird and doesn't make sense with the consternate filming timeline, but that has to be right. So 2000 would have been the year that uh, myself, Jason, uh, Jason's girlfriend at the time, and a couple of her female friends, we all went down there like really early in the afternoon. I think we got down there like four or five, and we got up like really close that year. Um, so that would have been 2000. Um, according to this post uh, that I made in 2012, uh, in 2000 was also the year that Zach 
Well, yeah, that okay, that would make sense. Zach would have gone down there with us because Zach and I got reconnected in like April of 2000, uh, and then he helped us film Consternate in the summer of 2000. So by by Thanksgiving of 2000, it definitely would have been when Zach and I were were back together. Oh, okay, yeah, and that was the according to this, that was the first night that we did our overnight poker event, which. I feel like the overnight event that that first year would would have only been me, Zach, and Ryan Van Vels. I think. I think the three of us were in my parents' basement, um, stayed up and played poker because I remember only three of us playing poker, and it just was very dumb. Uh, three of us going around and around forever and ever, uh, and then you know five or six in the or four or five in the morning we headed out to Best Buy. The three of us. Um, I don't remember Jason being there. Unless he met us, he may have possibly met us at Best Buy that morning. Um, but yeah, so 2000, 2000 should have, yeah, because Zach and I wouldn't have known each other in 99. I literally can't figure out who I went to the tree lighting with in 99. And that sucks. I know that I went. But uh, anyway, so from 2000 and on, Zach has gone to every single one of these with me. Uh, this year, uh, last year was technically our 20th together. This year was 20 years doing it together. Um, according to this post, the height of it was in 2005 when we assembled 18 people. We ran three poker tables in the lobby of Castleton Arts before we went and got in line at Best Buy. That night was amazing. Uh, I'm glad I, I know that that's in 2005. I'm not sure what pictures I have from 2005, but uh, that was a huge fun night and that was one of the ones where i think best buy opened at like five in the morning that year because we started the poker tournament at 11 o'clock at night and it, as soon as castleton was empty from all of its patrons we all went inside we had three poker tables going six people at each table um that was a blast played it down uh jason got second place in the tournament that year he could have gotten first place but it, we, we, we made the mistake of not having a cutoff time where we were just going to count up chips and pay out based on what chips were. We Back back then, we played poker till it was over. Um, we should have put a, a, a time limit on 3 a.m. so that we could go get in line around 3. Because um, most years, between like 2000 and 2005, when, we were, when Jason and I were doing this with a couple of our other friends on and off randomly... When we would do this, we would get in line usually three to four hours before Best Buy opened their doors. So that's why I think it was like five o'clock that year that they opened because we didn't wrap up the poker game until 3.30. And Jason was just going all in every single hand just because he wanted to get the game over with. And unfortunately, Ryan called him every single time. And Ryan uh, Van Vels ended up winning the whole tournament that year. Um, but Jason like far surpassed him on chips when it got down to just the two of them. But again, it was after 3 a.m. We should have said at 3 a.m. No matter what, we're counting up chips, paying out whatever's left, and we're going to go to get a line at Best Buy. So 2005 was a very finicky year for the poker tournament, but it is what it is. Uh, so anyway, that was my post in 2012, just talking about you know some of my memories from from the early Shane days and whatnot. Um, then we move on to 2002, uh, we're jumping back a little bit. 2002 is the first year that I have a slide from. Uh, this was obviously taken on a very crappy, uh, I probably had a Sanyo flip phone at this time, because I had a Sanyo flip phone for quite a few years in a row. Um, 
I would assume that's probably what phone this was taken on. Kind of a blurry picture. Fireworks are pretty bad. Um, not a, not a lot to see here in in 2002. But we were fairly close in 2002. Jumping on to 2003, we had a, a mediocre spot. We we definitely were right in front of the stage, but we were so in front of the stage that the camera guy was blocking us. So that was a little bit of a disappointment. You can see that we could see the on the on the right side. We could see the big screen TV that they had set up to see what was on stage, but it was it was definitely kind of a bummer because I feel like we ended up getting like shifted over. Like I think we were more over to the right when we first got there, but then as people kept showing up, like we kept you know shifting over to the left more and more, and then it was kind of a disappointment. Um, in the upper right corner, you can see the uh, group of guys that we had that year. There's Zach on the left, then me, uh, Jason Mayer was there, Tony Linter was there, and uh, Ryan Van Vels was there that year also. Uh, Ryan eventually moved back to Indiana. I don't remember what year he moved back, but once he moved back, for a couple of years in a row, he was coming to Shane Day every year. Um, you know, he... He was part of the very first one, so he was obviously always a, a big part of, of when he could make it. He would he would be there. Uh, Jumping to 2004, um, again, a very crappy blurry photo from, uh, from a very crappy early flip phone. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. But we do have a, a pretty good picture of me, Zach, and Jason. Zach's wearing a beanie. That's why it looks like his head gets chopped off into the blackness of the night. But uh, that was a good year, 2004, where we had all three of uh, the Gemini Films guys together downtown. 2005, uh, the year that I was talking about the major poker tournament happened earlier uh, the night before. Uh, again, another really crappy, blurry... Uh, we were fairly close to the stage this year, so that was nice. But yeah, just a really crappy photo, and uh, I couldn't find any of uh, the group of guys together. But, you know, obviously I knew that Zach was there. 2006, I just I told the story about uh, the 2005 poker tournament that happened at Castleton Arts where we had 18 people show up to it. So the next year, I decided to do up a flyer for the event. So the 2006 Thanksgiving Day main event uh, was held on Thanksgiving night. Uh, we started it at 10 p.m. Uh, at, at that point, when we were all in our you know mid-20s, you know, we, we did family in the afternoon, and then we were kind of ready to, you know, go hang out with our friends after that. So everybody came over to my parents' house that night. My parents were back in Iowa for uh, Thanksgiving with, like, my with their family, my extended family. Um, so I had the house to myself, so I hosted a poker tournament. Pretty sure we had uh, uh, ten guys show up. I think we did two tables of five that year. Um Played for a couple of hours. I'm pretty sure by that point we had uh, we had changed our cash out rules. Um, of the ten of us, I think uh, six of us maybe went and got in line at Best Buy when the event was over. Um, that was a pretty fun time. Uh, Zach, for a lot of years in these early years, uh, 2002 to now to maybe like 2008, 2010, Zach literally the only thing he cared like he would go wait in line uh, with us at Best Buy. But the only thing he cared about buying was the, like, $1.99 spindles of 100 CDs or DVDs that you could burn. Like, the writable CDs or the writable DVDs. Um, so he would hang out with us all night. He would go to Best Buy with us. He would wait in line. 
but we were all kind of really organized. Like one of us would take CDs and they would be like, Justin would be like, all right, I'm going to go to the CDs guys. These are the CDs I'm getting. Who wants what? And I would be like, I want, you know, Mariah Carey and, and, and Adam Sandler and, you know, whatever. So Justin would go to the CDs and he would grab extra CDs of the ones that everybody said that they wanted. Jason and I might go to the DVDs together and we would pick up all of the cheap DVDs that any of our friends wanted. And then we'd all meet back up and we'd divvy everything out. Here, I got you this DVD. Oh, you got me that CD. Jason got you this DVD. I got you this CD. We'd put everything around. Or like, you know, if there was a year that I wanted a TV, I would rush straight for back to the TV section. But I would have Jason be picking up my DVDs for me and Justin picking up my CDs for me. So once I acquired my TV... I could come back, or my DVD player, or whatever electronics I was looking for that year. I could come back, they'd have my other stuff for me, everything would be good. Zach didn't participate in any of that. Zach, the moment he got inside, went for the CDRs or the DVDRs, uh, grabbed them, and immediately went to the checkout lane. The first year or two that this happened, like, I'd, I'd call him and be like, hey dude, like, where are you at? We can't find you. And he would literally be like, oh man, I'm already driving home. I'm already on the interstate. And it's just like... Like, he just bounced. He wanted to get home. He wanted to get to sleep. Like, he'd been up all night. He came. He got the things that he wanted, and he was out. He was done. He wasn't hanging around to go to breakfast with us a lot of years uh, after we left Best Buy. Well, I mean, there were some years we'd go to Best Buy and then uh, Circuit City down the street, and then we'd go up to see if Walmart still had any deals, and then we'd hit the uh, the McDonald's up on 96th Street. Uh, if we skipped Walmart or Meyer, then we would just go to the McDonald's in uh, Castleton, uh, and just have breakfast there at like 6 30, 7 o'clock in the morning after we'd been waiting in line all night, bought some, you know, stupid crap that we didn't really need, uh, for Black Friday sales. And then we would go home, we'd sleep for a couple of hours. Um, uh, my, my thing was to sleep until about noon, one o'clock, and then I'd get up, put up all my Christmas decorations, do that till about six. And then 6 30 was usually our meeting time at the Hard Rock Cafe downtown. We would meet there. And then just walk two blocks down the street to the Circle of Lights. So 2006, we had that uh, second big poker tournament. Uh, and that was pretty pretty awesome to host that event. 2006 was always also the year that we uh, had a large group of people that came down and did it with us. Um, in the upper right corner, you can see Tony on the far left. Um, behind a Tony, not pictured, is uh, Justin Rochelle. Uh, his girlfriend at the time is next is is making a very odd face because uh, I was taking a picture. Jason and Letha are on the right of the picture, and then a guy that uh, that was the only night I've ever hung out with him, so I don't even remember his name. Uh, yeah, I can't remember that guy's name. Uh, below that picture, you can see um, a bunch of CDs that I made. So for the first few years of Shane Day, probably like Shane Day 2000 until maybe 2010. Uh, for about 10 years, I would make Shane's Christmas mix every year. Um, I would put specific songs on for specific people, uh, like Zach's wife now likes Matchbox 20 a lot, so when Rob Thomas's uh, Christmas song came out, I put that on there because I knew Jenny would like it. I always had, like, the Peanuts on there. Sometimes I would rip, uh, like, movie dialogue from, like, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, or, uh, you know, I would rip stuff from the Peanuts uh, holiday special to put on there. So it would have some, like, holiday Christmassy dialogue, or, you know, some years there would be, like, Christmas mixes of songs that would have, like, a, a movie dialogue going on during the song. 
I'd get copies of those and put them on there. But for about 10 years, I would make it. There was always a Trans-Siberian Orchestra song on there. Uh, I tried to mix it up after after I overplayed Christmas Eve Sarajevo, the first couple of them. Uh, I tried to mix it up to some of their other, like Wizards in Winter and... Uh, and some other songs that weren't as popular that were still really fun to watch, Mad Russian's Christmas. Um, but I would make a bunch of CDs every year. Uh, what is there, 9, 18, there's 20 of them there. This year, uh, when I hosted the after party, after we went downtown to the tree lighting, uh, I just laid them out so that people could take them. Um, I handed them out to a lot of people over, over the years. Uh, like I said, every year was a different mix. And uh, it was just something that I liked doing. And then it just kind of got to the point where I was just... A couple years in a row, I was repeating a lot of songs, not putting very much new stuff on there. There wasn't a lot of new Christmas stuff coming out that I liked. Uh, so I just kind of stopped doing that and just like fell out of making those CDs, which which sucked. Uh, if you know anything about me, I really love music. I really love making mixtapes. I really love trying to tell stories with mixtapes. Um, a lot of the scripts that I write, I will sit down and I will put a bunch of songs that I like Uh while I'm writing and I will try to to make them tell a story to help me like visualize the story that I'm writing so like there will be a lot of like fun like um love songs at the beginning and there will then there will be some like heartbreak songs or sad songs in the middle and then like depending on how the movie's going there might be some fun poppy stuff at the end a lot of it was 80s and 90s music that I would put together but I just I really like making mixtapes and telling stories and my Christmas ones just kind of got repetitive and I didn't feel like I really was doing anything new with them. So like about 10 years ago, I stopped doing them. Oh man, that bourbon is getting stronger as that beer warms up. 2007, uh, so this would have been, uh, 2007 would have been right no, Phil and I were already living together at this point, I think. I got divorced in 2006. I can't remember if Phil and I moved in together in December of 06 or December of 07. It may have been December of 06, I think, because I think Jason would have just moved out to Boston. Letha would have still been in New York City, so Christmas of 06 should have been the year that I went and visited for Christmas in Boston and New York City. So Phil and I should have been living together in 07. So I'm not entirely sure why I went downtown so early this year. But as you can see on the left picture, I was downtown really early. They were still setting up the stage for that night. Um, I want to say I went downtown at like 2 or 3 o'clock that day, um, which is really weird for me because usually I spend all day decorating and if it was 2006, it would have made sense because I would have not decorated because of my parents' house. But obviously that was the year that I hosted that the party that night. So yeah, 2007, I should have been living with Phil. I don't know why I didn't decorate, or maybe I just decorated it early and just headed downtown early. But uh, in the top picture is is my roommate at the time, Phil, uh, our buddy Matt, Ryan Van Vels was there, uh, a guy named Andy that I don't really talk to anymore when I a lot of the people in that top photo I don't really talk to anymore. I see Phil randomly, and Ryan and I text about once a month. But uh, the bottom picture, me and Zach, another year together. Uh, on the right side, you can see that because I was down there so early, we uh, we were pretty much in front of the stage, and uh, you know those the light pole right there is the light pole that's on the circle. So we were we were down really close that year. Um, 
I can't remember what year, one of these later years that we're going to get to, probably like 2017, they redid the way they do the stage. It always used to be on the south side of the monument. Uh, they redid it and put it on the north side. So it's been very lame and not as fun anymore because of the way that the, the stage is different. The stage takes up like the entire top fourth of the monument or of the circle around the monument. Uh, you can't really watch it from the front of the stage. You have to watch it from the sides now. And it's just, it's, it sucks to be honest. They changed it and I hate it, but we'll, we'll get there eventually. Uh, 2008, another good year, right there, front and center of the uh, of the stage, right there in front of us. Uh, the tree looked really nice behind us. You can see the the IPL building uh, above Zach's head. So it looks like we were about halfway down, um, halfway down the street maybe, because uh, definitely behind the IP, IPL building, but in front of the one next to it. So 2008 was a pretty awesome year. We were fairly close. I was rocking my Schweinsteiger blonde faux hawk. Uh, yeah, that was a fun summer. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. 2009, I had long blonde hair that you can see coming out underneath my hat. Um, but we were quite a bit farther down the street this year. Looks like we were, oh, well, yeah, there's the, the street light. So we were a block down from the monument. Uh Still fairly nice. Looks like I was wearing a hoodie and a jacket, so that may have been one of the colder years that we had. In 2010, I got a nice picture of waiting outside at Best Buy. I think Jason... Oh, Jason may have just moved back from Boston in 2010. Maybe not. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think 2010 was, was Jason's first year back, moving back from Boston, or he was just home visiting that year, one or the other. Uh, but him and I definitely went out to Best Buy that year. I can't remember if Chris Schneider met us this year. Um, I know I know we were texting Chris that night to let him know how long the line was, but I don't remember if he met us that night. I also feel like this year that we took this picture, uh, we ended up driving all the way up to like the Westfield uh, Best Buy to get something because this one was sold out of it. And yeah, I, I feel like this was the year that we drove all the way up to Westfield, but I can't remember that for sure. Uh, as you can see uh, on the right side picture, we were pretty much where we always are every year downtown, about, you know, one building down from the IPL building. Um, stage is still on the south side this year, so we had, a, we had a good look at the stage. As you can see from this photo, they eventually did move their cameraman's uh, scaffolding that he was on because, like, where we are here is basically where we were uh, in that picture where the scaffolding covered us up. So they eventually figured out somewhere else to put their cameraman. 2011 is the only picture I took. Looks like we were about a block down. You can see the street lights there and we're kind of standing in the middle of the street. So uh looks like they did all white lights this year or I really have a terrible camera picture, but uh, I don't see any color at all. So I think this was one of the years that they did all white. Um... Uh, one year they announced why they were doing all white, and I can't remember what it was. I also want to say that in uh, 2001, after September 11th, they did red, white, and blue lights uh, that year, and I unfortunately don't have a picture of that, which sucks. Uh, 2012 was a special year. Um, not only did uh, I get to go with Zach again, but my buddy John Petty was in town. John Petty's in the Army, uh, travels around a lot. Um probably was stationed in Alaska at this point eight years ago he just got done doing three years in Germany now he's in Georgia 
Um, but I feel like around that time he may have still been in Alaska or the Pacific Northwest. I know he was up somewhere around there for a while. But him and his wife were in town for Thanksgiving this year, and it was one of the coldest Shane days we've ever had. It started raining at one point, and Brittany was extremely pregnant. But for years, you know, her and John had been hearing about Shane Day, uh, and, and John's one of those good friends. It's like, oh, if I'm in town for Shane Day, I want to go to Shane Day. We're going to Shane Day. And Brittany did not have fun at Shane Day. Uh, like I said, she was extremely pregnant. Um, didn't like the cold, didn't like the rain, uh, didn't like being on her feet for two hours. Um, she was a trooper about it. Uh, she, she was very funny and very humorous to be around, but you could tell that she was extremely annoyed and not having a good time. As you can see from, uh, one of these comments, uh, John made five years ago on one of my photos I put up. He reposted a photo of him and I together, and I asked, where's the picture of Angry Brittany? Which John laughed at, and Brittany responded saying, super pregnant and cold Brittany? I'm not sure. I probably threatened someone if they took my picture. So, even years later, she's still, you know, making jokes and having a good time with it. So, uh, it was one of the colder, wet, rainy years that we had, but, you know, sometimes Shane Day is like that. Uh, 2013, uh, great year. We got the whole gang back together. Jason was able to attend this year. Uh, I want to say that's Christopher. I wish Jason was here to correct me, but I'm pretty sure that's Christopher on his shoulders. Um, so yeah, so Jason, Christopher, Zach, and I, we all, uh, got to see it that year. Uh, again, we're about a block south. You can see the street light behind us. And yeah, so that was great having all of us together. I don't know if that's the last time Jason's made it or not. It may be. Um, I do know there was one year, I don't know if it was 13 or not, but there was one year when Letha was pregnant, uh, so they didn't want to stand outside the whole time, and Letha had some uh, lawyer connection of hers that uh, was watching it from their office building on the circle, so, you know... They, they took advantage of the, the higher-up view and the being inside, uh, and so uh, the Mayer family went that year and, uh, and watched the lighting from there, which it may not have been 13. Maybe it was like 12 or something, because I feel like that year, I don't know if they, I, I think they didn't make it down to see us before they went up. I think like, I just got the text or the call or whatever that said they were going straight to like the office that they were watching it from, but... Yeah, I was jealous of them that year. I wish I knew somebody that had an office around the circle that I could have gone and watched it this year live, but yeah, it's I I like what I did this year. So this is 2014. This is uh, Zach bringing uh, both of his children. I'm trying to remember. Unfortunately, I don't. It would have been like 2008-ish. Somewhere I have a picture of uh, his oldest daughter, Claire, that I'm holding in the photo. Uh, her first Shane Day, uh, when she was a baby, we have a picture of it, but now that I think about it, I don't know where it is. So yeah, but there, there is somewhere does exist a picture of his oldest daughter, uh, at her first Shane Day. Uh, his second daughter, Reagan, joined us this year. And it looks like we're a little bit farther back than we normally are, because, you know, you can definitely see that the, the street sign is much farther down. Uh, 2015 was the first year that my now wife, uh, who I had just started, eh, we started dating early in 2015, but, uh, this was our first year together. We brought, uh, Lily with us, made it a whole family thing. I introduced them to the Shane Day Grandiose Day of 
ridiculous stuff that I have to do that day, the decorating and then the coming downtown. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the first time that uh, Caitlin met Zach and Jenny. So that was uh, that was awesome to finally start this tradition with what is now my family. At that time, we were, you know, just dating and whatnot. But she was she was all aboard and all game for for coming down and doing this. I luckily married a woman who also really enjoys Christmas. So that has become a a good family tradition for us. Except in 2016, we apparently didn't take a family picture the second year. But uh, after almost 20 years of, of doing these together, Zach and I learned where to stand to be able to see the fireworks. Uh, at some point, they moved. The fireworks used to go off like right behind the um, uh, the monument. As you can see in one of my earlier photos, you can see the fireworks going off behind it. We get to this one in 2016. Uh, so for many years, we had to just watch the reflections of the fireworks off of some of the other buildings that are downtown around the circle. Because obviously this building was always in our way. So this year we were back a lot farther. I feel like this was another one of those really cold years. Uh, so we had we had stayed back near the Hard Rock. There's this little alcove near the Hard Rock. It's just just like a you know entryway for one of the uh, office buildings that's there. We kind of just always meet there and like kind of hang back in there and you know avoid the winter weather when it's cold and whatnot. I feel like this was one of those years where we stayed there a lot longer than we normally did, so we were much farther back than we usually are. So, obviously, we didn't have that really tall building blocking the fireworks, and we got to watch the tree lighting and the fireworks that year, so that was really nice. Alright, in 2017, we did get our family photo, and I did take my photo with Zach that year. Uh, this would have been the first year, 2017 would have been the first year that they changed where the stage was. Because as you can see from these photos, we are literally right up on the monument. On We're kind of on the southeast side of the monument for these. Uh, the stage is like the north you know, quarter of it. Um, they have done it where they have giant screens all the way around the circle now, so we... Watch the show from the giant screen. Uh, we know that there's a stage around the corner, but we can't ever see it. So, like I said, it's kind of lame now. Don't really enjoy it as much. But 2017, we were able to take our family photo. Uh, this would have, uh, yeah, this would have been the first Shane day after Caitlin and I got married. We got married in October of 2017. So a month later, we were down here doing this. And uh, Zach and his family were there with us again. 2018 was the year that we moved into our house that we live in now, uh, so I, for the first time, got to decorate uh, my own house for Christmas. All I did was some icicle lights and some bush lights, and you can see our, our tree in the wreath. Um, just made me happy to decorate my own house that year. Uh, drank some Rheingeist dad beers that day while I was putting up all the decorations. Lily, you can see, was helping me put up the decorations. She's hanging some icicle lights there. Uh, and then we were downtown and took our family photo together. That was also the year the shirt that I'm wearing right now was released by The Shop here in Broad Ripple in Indiana. Uh, they did a shirt that has the circle of lights on it. So this is now the official Shane Day shirt. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I wear it in the next couple of photos. Um, I, you know, I wear it for Shane Day. I wear it for Christmas usually. Uh, and then the rest of the year it just sits in my closet. Uh, on the right side, you can see Zach and I took our photo together again, and his son, uh, I want to say this is probably his son's first Shane Day, maybe, 
that was probably his first one. They may not have taken him uh, the first year that he could have gone, but uh, that's Zach's son on his shoulders there. Kept it a family affair in 2018. Uh, 2019, as you can see, my entire family is now dressed in the Merry Christmas shirts. We all got them. And so that's kind of our uh, Shane Day family tradition is to wear them in those photos. Or, I mean, it would have been. It was supposed to start being the Shane Day family tradition, but we'll get to that. Uh, we got uh, Zach and I together in a photo and then Zach's family. And again, uh, you can see the big screen TV behind us, so we have to watch it from. I'm pretty sure we're all the way on the east side this year. Uh, I'm pretty sure I remember in 2019 we walked around as much as we could to the east side. So that TV is the east-facing television on the on the circle. Again, it's dumb, uh, but this year was uh, kind of cool for the fact that Lily knew the little girl that was flipping the uh, the light switch that year. She won the uh, coloring contest and she goes to school with Lily. So that was kind of a cool connection that we had that year. Uh, so yeah, 2019 was a great one, and that was the last official Shane Day that happened the way that it should. That was the 23rd Shane Day in a row of going downtown to the Circle of Lights for the lighting the day after Thanksgiving, and then obviously 2020 COVID happened. So COVID ruined 2020. Uh, pretty much everybody that I know has had something terrible happen COVID-related. Um, Unfortunately, about two weeks ago, I found out that one of my uh, one of my good high school friends just passed away from COVID. Uh, so that was kind of a bummer, and that was also you know kind of why I've been MIA from from doing the recordings. I've been uh, you know processing that we weren't that close you know in the last fifteen years, but it was it was somebody that I've known since I was in eighth grade. Uh, he li his family lived nine houses down from from my family, so. You know, this is the guy I hung out with every summer. I rode bikes with, I rollerbladed with, I skateboarded with, like played basketball with, played street hockey with. Um, I drove him to school for a couple of years in high school when he, because he was a year younger than me. Um, so it was just literally a dude that I had, you know, hundreds of thousands of hours of friendship with. Um, in our in our early twenties, we had a group of friends that we played basketball together with five nights a week uh, at this at this middle school that had two basketball court, two full, no, it was, I'm sorry, it was three half-court basketball courts um, all right next to each other. You know, at the height of it, we were running two games at a time, winners play winners, losers play losers, like three-on-three -three tournaments. Like, we played a lot of basketball together. We also had a lot of problems, and so later in life, I kind of I kind of wrote him off, kind of shut him out. Uh, and it's just kind of something that I regret about the fact that I'm never going to be able to, like, I guess I always just assumed that eventually I would get over it and I would tell him, you know, let's be friends again. He's sent me at least five friend requests in the last 10 years and I've, I've, I've declined all of them. I just decided he wasn't somebody that I needed or wanted in my life. We had a big falling out like 15 years ago. And yeah, so it just kind of sucks that like, I, I think I always thought eventually we would work through that and I would, you know, grow up and just forgive him and, you know, accept a friend request and move on and, so the fact that I can't ever do that now has just kind of been weighing on me. So that's, you know, what I've been trying to deal with and process and, you know, talking to Caitlin about a lot and, you know, trying to trying to just figure out those emotions. Because, like, again, like, we weren't close recently, but it's also like, like, he lost his brother about 10 years ago. And I think I may have reached out then for a minute and then, like, just was like, okay, like I said, because 
you know, obviously, you know, growing up so close to him and his family, like I knew his brother pretty well. Also, his brother was around for a little, you know, his brother played basketball with us and stuff like that when he got older. So, like, I'm pretty sure I reached out when uh, when his brother passed away, kind of just touched base and told him that I was sorry for him. But now for his family to lose both of their sons is just kind of like, you know, it's just, you know, it's something that I never want to go through. I never want to think about. I don't want to ever have to, like, I don't deal well with death. Um, I don't deal well with letting go. So just the fact that I don't ever get to to bury the hatchet with him and say, let's grow up and move on, or I need to grow up and move on, like, yeah, so, oh, man, I totally got sidetracked and tangent off talking about that, but, so, obviously, a lot of people have been affected in ways like that, I know a lot of other friends that have had friends die from COVID, I've had quite a few friends that have gotten COVID and luckily made it through it just fine, so 2020 sucks, uh, back in September, I think it was, they announced that the Circle of Life's was not going to be public or live, or maybe it was October they announced it. Uh, in September, other things like Chris Kendall Mark got canceled. Trade Siberian Orchestra got canceled for this year. So, like, a lot of things that I do around Christmas time are all getting canceled. And so, obviously, when it was announced that Circle of Lights was not going to be an event that we could go to, uh, kind of was a bummer. I had tried to convince Caitlin to just go down there because they can't really stop us from walking up and down Meridian Street and then being downtown when they turn the lights on, but she didn't really feel like wanting to do that. So instead, we just hosted at our house our own Shane Day Circle of Lights celebration, and I built my own uh, tree in my front yard. I got some stars with some strands of lights. I put them up on, it actually ended up being a stoplight pole. Uh, so it's about eight feet tall in my front yard. Uh, I think for next year, I'm going to try to find a two foot extender to put on that stoplight pole. I just kind of want the star to be a little higher and the, uh, the lights to come down more instead of going out the way they do. So it was a work in progress for this year. I'm happy with the year one. Um, I luckily didn't zip tie anything this year because I couldn't find my zip ties. So next year, like I said, I think I'm going to add a two foot piece to make it just a little bit taller, a little bit narrower, and then I'm going to love it next year. But so we built a, we built a fire in our fire pit because I will look for any reason to be able to start a fire in my backyard. I love my deck. I love my movie screen. I love sitting outside and watching stuff. It actually wasn't even that cold that night. I think it was the high thirties. Uh, on Shane Day, so we hung out outside, we watched the uh, the TV presentation, we got our family photo in front of the TV tree of lights, Zach and I got a photo in front of the TV tree of lights, and then took everybody into the front yard, I had the lights off when the Proctor family arrived, I had everybody come out front, and I did a whole big speech about, it's 2020, it sucks, we can't be down at the Circle of Lights, so I decided to bring the Circle of Lights to you, hit the button on my phone, because they were on a on a smart switch, turned it on, boom, lit up the Christmas tree in my front yard. We all took a bunch of goofy photos. You can see Zach and I goofing off there. Then we came back to the backyard, and we watched uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas on the screen outside, and it was perfect. Um, it sucked to not being able to go downtown, but I still had my family. I still had Zach's family. We still watched Christmas stuff. Um... After a Charlie Brown Christmas, we went down a, a rabbit hole. I found a, a YouTube music video playlist for Christmas music videos. Played that, drank some beers, had a really good time. It was amazingly perfect, and I, I'm very happy that Zach and I 
kept our tradition alive even though it was COVID 2020 and it sucked so and again you can see i'm wearing my christmas shirt but i'm unfortunately the only one of the family that wore it that night which is why i said the tradition kind of died downtown but we'll just blame covid for for not having everybody in their merry christmas shirts this year so that is it that is all of the pictures that i found from the shane days over the years um uh, i thank you for going down this journey with me and listening to all the crazy stories that I've told over the over the tangent of this episode is actually a lot longer than I expected, but I guess I, I do have the ability to talk a lot. Uh, I expected this to be like a 30-minute episode, and of course it's blown up into an hour. Maybe it's a good thing Jason wasn't here. Although Jason probably could have filled in a few of the gaps that I don't have, because he seems to have a much better memory than I do. So anyway, thank you guys very much for listening this week. Uh, I'm sorry that it was just me by myself, but... I wanted to give Jason a little bit of time off since it was literally just me talking about, uh, you know, how important this day was to me and the various traditions and things that I've done over the years. Uh, our next two episodes are going to round out the year. Episode 24 is going to be called Black Christmas. We are going to discuss the six films that Shane Black has made that are all set at Christmas time. They're all action movies. He is the godfather of the Christmas action genre. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna discuss those six films. I've got polls up about if you think any of them are Christmas movies or not. My problem being, if you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie, most of Shane Black's movies need to be considered Christmas movies because the only thing that makes Die Hard a Christmas movie is the fact that it's set at Christmas time. So we'll get into that whole big discussion next week with Jason. We'll get to talk about that. And the last episode of this year is gonna be episode 25. And it will be our Christmas extravaganza. We'll talk about a bunch of Christmas movies. There's going to be Christmas movie polls. Uh, we'll talk about Christmas episodes, Christmas specials, all kinds of other Christmas stuff. Uh, it'll be a big, merry, jolly, holly Christmas episode. Uh, talking about our favorite Christmas movies and whatnot. So those are our next two weeks. to round out the year. Thank you for listening to this.